0: It's Wednesday, October twenty second. Welcome to Market Foolery. I'm Chris Hill, joining me in studio today from Motley Fool Funds, Bill Barker and Bill Mann. Let's see if we can get through this, shall we? It's the bills. Let's see if we can start it now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, this is this is one of those episodes of Market Foolery that we've been attempting to start for about ten minutes and just keep getting distracted. Um, but we do have unlikely some... to go smoothly. <laughs> yeah, today's this is, episode. Yeah. Yes, yes. Listen, what, what was the thing Ted Koppel used to say? I'd like to I'd like to advise our affiliates we may be running over. I'd like to <laughs> adv- advise. Our dozens of listeners. This probably will not be a smooth podcast. You're we being, may lose some of you. Yeah. Get
1: ready for a longer run if you're. <laughs> this is what you choose to listen to on your run.
0: So we've got oil in the news. We will dip into the full mailbag. Let's start with earnings from Yahoo, uh, and shares of Yahoo up this morning because third quarter profit came in much higher than expected. Yeah, uh, Bill, Mann, they are, and I don't blame them for doing this. They are pushing the fact that they had growth in mobile advertising yeah, I, they I should would, I would do that if I were them, but we would be remiss if we did not mention there was the Alibaba money. Yeah that helped.
2: <laughs> well I mean but and, and that also was not listed as I mean that's obviously not recurring. They had a good quarter I mean they definitely did and and uh, and people who looked at Yahoo's operating history, uh, over the last 15 years, and have said, yeah, they've you know they've probably seen their best days. I think it's pretty safe to say at this point that uh, they've been proven wrong. I mean, my my issue with with Yahoo is and has always been not so much what happens in earnings, but what happens on their capital statement. They have been unbelievably acquisitive, not only in the past few years with Marissa Meyer uh, in uh, uh, in the CEO's chair, but in their in their history. And they haven't been any good at it. I mean, they've been terrible, you know, in terms of protecting shareholders' assets once they've developed those earnings. And so, when you talk about earnings, the next question for me as an investor is always: Okay, so what do they do with it? And the answer is not much good.
0: Yeah, we were talking yesterday. I think the numbers uh, they're these- big. It's the, the company's market cap is well with today's rise let's maybe we round it up to yeah. 40 billion
1: 42.2 42 wow you can round down
0: just yes, we can round so, so yeah. 42 but that's that's roughly what they have spent on acquisitions yeah it's
2: actually i went back and did some calculations and a lot of the companies are a lot of the acquisitions that they did they don't disclose but uh up until you know up until really the rise in the stock over this past year they had spent more in acquisitions than their market cap and that's 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 a talent and not a great talent. That's 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 a skill to blow that kind of money and ma- manage not to completely destroy your company in the process. So there's 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 always something there with Yahoo. I mean, it's got a great installed base and their mobile their 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 mobile strategy has definitely helped. But good gosh, have they wasted money? I mean, they have. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, they may made a point. They, uh, Meyer made a point, I guess, on the the call of pointing out that they have spent a lot more money in the last quarter on share acquisition yeah. than on uh, new uh, acquisitions. So I think it was something like s- uh, seven billion or something. And uh, and they
0: had said before the Alibaba IPO, we're going to take a big chunk of the money we get because they had to sell shares. Yeah, we're going to take a big chunk of that. And we're going to. Um, Buyback stock,
1: yeah, Yeah. and and as of today, uh, if we can close the books today, that that looks good. They bought it cheaper, you know, over the quarter than the stock is trading for today. It's almost
2: impossible not to, since it's at a high.
1: Well, it's at a high, you know, post ninety. I mean, you still look at the the chart, and of course, everything in this space had a nineteen ninety nine spike. But you know, if you're Amazon, you you lapped your 1999 price a long time ago. Yahoo is still less than half of of its price from 16 years ago, 15 years ago, and and really just now getting so to that's back not good. Up I mean, as an investor, would you call levels, that good? <laughs> it's not not been not a good long-term buy and hold unless you got in about 97. Yeah. Uh, but they 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 may now. Have pointed people toward the look at us. We're buying our own shares rather than acquiring, you know, God knows what. Uh, and and we can we get
0: points for that, right? And today they do. So what is the growth strategy? If Marissa Meyer calls you up on the phone and says, "Okay, I hear what you're saying. What should we do with our cash?" Because the question for a long time centered around Alibaba and now I guess tangentially it does the question or one of the key questions for Yahoo is what is their growth strategy post Alibaba.
2: Find another one? No, I'm just kidding.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Find another Alibaba? Oh yeah,
2: I mobile,
1: mobile, yeah, right? I mean that that's what w- gaining some market share, which I think they have something like 5%. Yeah. Um, I
2: I would say for I would say for Yahoo, we have evidence at this point that their new strategy is working. Evidence is not a definitive answer, but we have evidence that their mobile strategy is working. I would do that. I mean, I, 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 I'm, I, I'm not. I don't know if that's a tremendous insight, but they really would have been better off over the last 16 years paying their M&A people a lot of money to not do anything
1: and. <laughs> Or paying them less to not doing anything yeah. would have been even better.
2: Even better. Yeah. But the the plan they came up with, which was go and make Mark Cuban a billionaire and then shut down, you know, broadcast.com and you know th- that was bad. I mean, that re- they really they, they really destroyed a lot of capital. So I'm I'm glad to see that they had a great quarter. Um, you know, we are we 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 are. Um, patient investors and I think that uh you know the, I would I would really like to see some uh, some 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 payoff for all the because they're still acquiring
1: and it's inflicted Mark Cuban on us all for the
0: last 15 <laughs> years. Yes, if you were wondering how Mark Cuban became a billionaire that taking
1: time, advantage of Yahoo to the tune of
0: uh, four, I don't know 4 5 yeah, six roughly million.
1: half of all the money there is. Yeah, there's um, a big list of people who and Yahoo have, you have know rich. credit to him for for having played that one yeah. as well
2: as he did. Yeah. It's I, actually an interesting question. Has Yahoo made more shareholders rich or people that they've bought companies from rich?
1: Oof. Where are you going? I mean, back in the 90s, they made a lot of people rich. That's they true. just all sold it in 1999, true. which apparently a lot of them did. But
0: Brilliant move. Yeah. <laughs> well done. Uh, over the past three months, the price of oil has fallen about 20%. Uh, the spider ETF of oil and gas equipment and services stocks down twenty four percent. You have a theory? Oh, I wouldn't call it a theory. I would call it
2: more of a uh, <laughs> well, maybe you a, have an idea. More of a I conspiracy theory. More of a conspiracy theory. Uh, you, you know, I I think that uh, I think that the drop in oil prices is is a result of uh, certain countries, particularly Saudi Arabia, making strategic decisions. Um, one, uh, I think that they are. They 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 are quite happy to put the cost of production, uh, or the cost of oil that you can get below the cost of production in certain high uh, production cost regions. I'm going to see how many times I could say production cost in a single sentence. Uh, Russia is one, and Russia has been doing things that uh, that Saudi Arabia does not approve of in countries like Syria. Um, and uh, the United States, with its uh, you know, with, with the the, the uh, non traditional oil plays, the shale oil plays, is another very high cost of production area. So Saudi Arabia has actually plenty of capacity and plenty of uh, you know, uh, plenty of financial ability to say, look, you know, we're we're happy with low oil prices for a period of time because it you know it really harms other countries that are competing. And I th- I I think the really interesting thing to me is think about think about what macro you know macroeconomic events and what sort of exogenous events are going on right now. The Libyan oil supply is offline. The World Series. The World Series.
1: <laughs> I thought we were supposed to just name some some events.
2: the The Iraqi oil supply is deeply at risk, and these are big producers, and yet oil prices have dropped twenty percent. I mean that 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 shouldn't happen it really it really shouldn't happen so that, i mean i think i'm not a huge conspiracy theorist though i dabble in them from time to time but there there really is something else going on
0: so does that make oil field services stocks like halliburton more attractive uh, at this time cuz it certainly and i'll just stick with halliburton that's a stock that you know over the summer was in the mid 70s and now it's yeah. in the low 50s and uh... yeah i think these
2: things are all cyclical people i think of any commodity i think oil is the one that people forget is the most cyclical that you know low oil prices in some ways beget high oil prices and high oil prices in some ways beget low, low, low oil prices and so yeah i would definitely look at a lot of the uh, the oil services companies because you know it'll cycle back around and and people just they simply forget
1: hey I, I guess the question i all right so the General pushback on that is the oil rather than being affected, the price of oil rather than being affected by the conscious manipulation of the price of it by any individual player or or, or coalition of players is uh, China, less demand from China as as the growth slows there, and the the excess supply from the U.S., U.S. shale uh, reserves coming into the market. And so you've got more supply and less demand, and that's. Simple done. Yeah. So that's the you know the counter argument to there is some um, something beyond that. Now a lot of people say yeah these these are pretty small things that the supply contra- addition and the demand contraction.
2: Not at the margins they are though.
1: Uh, but I mean this is this is the question is is there anything more that there is obviously more supply and obviously less demand but enough so to uh, create new. Two two dollar and some cent gas uh, or not, uh, and uh, I I take the under on all conspiracy theories. Like
2: <laughs> I do too, but they're fun. Aren't they? They're they're fun. Right? They're fun. <laughs> I just
1: and so I'm yeah. wrong about you know however many of them conspiracies that there end up really being. But yeah. uh, I don't I don't know. If it's Saudi important. I mean I, I mean I think that's
2: an important point. I mean oil is priced at the marginal barrel, the last the, the last barrel sold, and so any amount of You know, any amount of variance in the uh, in supply or in demand is you know is 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 very meaningful. You know, at that uh, at the margins. But
1: um, I mean, in this in this case, the one support would be that you're not talking about somebody manipulating the Saudis manipulating somebody so much as the Saudis failing to manipulate but they
2: have certain, right
1: um, i mean they could cut back on production and that would change the price of oil and they have not cut back so yeah. so it, instead of saying well they're doing something nefarious it's just here's a, an example of them not yeah. trying to control the price of oil over the short
0: term before we dip into the full mailbag, uh, Ben Bradley, longtime executive editor at the Washington Post, has died at the age of 93. Uh, wonderful tributes in the Washington Post, in the New York Times, and and everywhere online. Um, and if you haven't seen the movie All the President's Men, you, it's one of those movies that you should see, if only for Jason Robards' Oscar-winning performance as Ben Bradley. He's just he's fantastic in it. Um, but it reminded me, Bill Barker, of uh, an investing story that we heard from Bob Woodward. And I thought we could, we could share that. Um, and this goes back, this was 2005, 2006, I believe? No. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, you and I ended up at uh, one of those... Uh, events that uh, I don't know about you, but I, uh, there was a point where I just sort of looked around and thought, I I really can't believe that I'm here. But it was basically a wine tasting party in Dupont Circle that you and your wife had bid on at a charity auction, and at the last minute, your wife couldn't go, and you
1: tried yes, to give away because the guinea
0: pig died. The Thank pig. you for for raising that. The, <laughs> the guinea pig she died needed
1: to stay home and uh you know help Remember the, the part children long, perhaps that, get day, through that. but yeah. chris needlessly has to bring up <laughs> the
0: death of chocolate or whatever her name was <laughs> she
2: didn't answer to it anyway it didn't matter.
0: so so we're at this small gathering a wine tasting party and one of the guests there is bob woodward yes um
1: Because he actually just goes and crashes a lot of (laughs) wine tasting events if they're in the D.C. area. I don't think he was invited at all.
0: No, I'm pretty sure he was invited. I'm pretty sure, like you, (laughs) he he had a winning bid at the silent auction. Maybe we were the crashers. Um, Bob Woodward, obviously uh, one of the two reporters breaking the Watergate story. Um, I think every book he's ever written has ended up a bestseller. Um, And at at some point in the party, you and I end up talking with him because it was a small enough gathering. And uh, he says, what do you guys do? And we tell him about The Motley Fool, and he proceeds to tell us his investing story, which is that in the 70s, in the 1970s, when Warren Buffett took uh, his initial stake in The Washington Post, he came to Washington, D.C. to meet with the powers that be at the paper. Um, Catherine Graham owned the paper. Uh, at the time. And the Graham family owned it for 70 years until it was sold, I believe, last year, to, until they sold it last year to Jeff Bezos. Um, and so she um, asked Bob Woodward to have breakfast with Warren Buffett. And the reason she asked Woodward to do that is because she initially asked Ben Bradley and he couldn't do it. So he's sitting down with Warren Buffett and they're talking. And so he says to Buffett... And I, and I think this was in
1: uh, seventy three. Did this or, breakfast happened. Seventy three or seventy four? My my comment being, well, you were kind of busy at the time. That's what right. you thought, <laughs> because this was. I mean, this would have been during
0: the Watergate, yeah. You know, coverage. Uh. So he says to Warren Buffett, um, "You know a lot about stocks and investing. What's a stock I should buy?" And Warren Buffett says, "Well, I think you should buy the Washington Post because I just took a stake in it." And he proceeds to share all the great reasons behind the business of the Washington Post, why he bought it. And and Woodward says, well, that all makes a lot of sense. But as a reporter who works for the paper, I just feel like ethically it would be wrong for me to own shares of the newspaper that I work for. I just wouldn't be comfortable with that. Do you have another stock you can recommend? (laughs) And Buffett proceeds to tell him about Berkshire Hathaway and explaining the portfolio of businesses that he's built up.
2: Which was priced at the time
0: about 5 or 6 bucks.
2: 5 or six, 6 bucks. Just... And now is 202,000 right. dollars a share.
0: So more. Yeah. More. Yeah. A lot more. Yeah. And Woodward says, "Well, that that sounds even better, but Berkshire Hathaway just bought shares of the Washington Post. So if I own Berkshire Hathaway, I would also own shares of the Washington Post." ethically i just don't think i could do that and he had the wherewithal to laugh at himself because he you know he was able to do the math and realize if i had just bought one share a couple of shares i could have retired i wouldn't have had to write any of those books <laughs> right. exactly exactly and he also had the good sense not to ask warren buffett for a third stock because yeah. you know, because that was enough. that that would have been impolite. Um, you can always email us radio at fool uh, An email from Mark Johnson regarding yesterday's podcast where we talked about Coca Cola's earnings. Mark Johnson writes, "Okay, so thanks to you guys today, my daughter wants to sell her Coca Cola stock. <laughs> Sorry." That's just one of the dangers. Of, Who was on? Uh, it was. Uh, Who J- can we blame? Jason Moser and Simon Erickson. Yeah, bring so, the complaint to them. Right? <laughs> I mean, why do we. Let's get them right? back in. Here. Um,
2: I think one of the really interesting things about Coca Cola is that you can get a good sense of what Coca Cola is going to do by virtue of what its bottlers report. I mean, the bottlers for Coca Cola sell Coca Cola, right? I mean, that seems. Somewhat obvious. They could just sell bottles.
1: <sighs> it's
2: not as profitable. Yeah.
1: Who asked just him? helping out the who people who
2: are confused? So Coca Cola has had a five you know, has had a five year run in its stock price. It's been spectacular, and a lot of its bottlers, its biggest bottlers, are at five year lows, and they sell the same stuff. So either. People are completely wrong about Coca-Cola, or they are completely wrong about the bottlers. I mean, there's just no, there's no third way.
0: And um, you're saying the bottlers are a good leading indicator. Yeah,
2: yeah. I'm not saying that they're a good leading indicator. I'm saying they are an almost perfect leading indicator. Uh, in I don't yet, know if that answers his question, or you know, if he feels better
0: now. But, well, I think right. now his daughter needs to figure out what stock she wants to buy. Yeah. Look at the bottlers. Uh, email. <laughs> there you go. Uh, email from Monty Singleton uh, regarding our conversation last week about the Great Pumpkin, the mm. classic Charlie Brown special. Yes. Starting October 1st, I watch it with my boys almost every night. Nothing better than having an 18 month old fall asleep on you as you watch via your iPhone. And I think I can speak on behalf of uh, the three fathers here at the table. Um, nothing better than just having your eighteen-month-old fall asleep. Period. Yeah. yeah, not so
2: much fun with your nine-year-old. <laughs> not so much. No, uh,
1: uh, that's so, a lot of viewing though every night. Yeah, October. it's a classic. It it's is. A classic. A classic. And,
0: and thank you because Monty also sent me a, a, a little iTunes uh, uh, coupon so I could. So you can now watch. it. I can every now night, watch it every not night. Not only
2: in October. Handy Halloween tip every night, night. to get your uh, to get to have your jack-o'-lantern last longer. Soak it in bleach.
0: Soak it in bleach, does that yeah. affect the color?
2: No, it doesn't affect the color. It doesn't make it a white pumpkin. White pumpkins
0: aren't bleached, they just last longer. They don't get nasty. Okay. You're welcome. See, that's the kind of thing you don't get on Bloomberg. No, <laughs> Marketplace radio is not giving you those kind no. of tips. Um You're welcome. <laughs> Both, uh, both of you out we there, we are running late
2: today. <laughs> yeah, for, the, for the people, for the two people still listening. Um, Email us
0: some more helpful Halloween tips. Um, so, <laughs> to cover during the rest of the month, exactly. So, um, since the three of us are the owners of the fantasy football team, that, why you got to bring that? That up. we have talked about. Um, one, I talk about it for two reasons. One to once again thank our dozens of listeners who have sent in helpful new names for our team. It has
1: not changed our luck.
0: The name of our team is God Cannot Protect You, but we've got- God a- Cannot Protect Us, yeah, I think is an easier- Our team is have. one in six. his wrath. But we've gotten great suggestions like value traps, irrational exuberance, and non-gap champs. That's I, I really like non-gap champs because that enables us to pick, pick out different metrics by which we choose <laughs>
1: Theoretical to- worlds in which our results are not as bad as they are in reality.
0: I, I, I feel like we need to- change the name just to see if we can change our luck this weekend. I thought this was going to be about finger pointing and blame. (laughs) Do you want to start assigning some blame?
1: Yes. Okay.
0: I'm guessing you're not going to point the finger at yourself. (laughs) Oh, no. Oh, no. Bring it on. The Seahawks. Come on. Come on.
1: With our fourth round pick.
0: We drafted the Seahawks defense at my urging, (laughs) and that, in hindsight, turned out to be uh, Unwise. unwise. Not Yeah. Yeah, that was bad. Now, not flip- just in hindsight. No. <laughs> now, on the flip side, our t- insight. I, <laughs>
1: I thought you were going to cry if we didn't do it. That's
0: the only reason why I, uh, I gave in. No, no. But on uh, in my, you defense, weren't going to. I was not. Oh, pass. then I then I, there was no reason at all not See, to keep fighting you. Point the blame at yourself. We have one <laughs> listener left. <laughs> exactly. You had one last suggestion on a name. Oh, I think we should go
2: with uh, with uh, with Wednesday's Child in uh, in in. in, in um and have Wednesday Adams with her headless doll as our logo. Because I think we, given, our team is essentially headless.
0: Yeah, given given given, how, given how we've performed to this point. I because we're so. not still hope for the playoffs. We're not Sunday's child for sure. And but I will say this though, as we talk about stocks all the time, you know what? Sometimes the best time to buy. Is when everyone is betting against you. So if our if our fantasy football team is a stock including it's me. trading very low, it's right? Now. Trading at an all-time low. So this might be the time yeah. to jump in.
2: Unfortunately, we're running out of time.
0: <laughs> Bill Man, Bill Barker, thank you for being here. Thank you, Chris. To our dozens of listeners, we apologize profusely. We'll try to do better tomorrow. As always, people on the program may have interest in the stocks they talk about, and the Motley Fool may have formal recommendations for it So don't buy yourself stocks based solely on what you hear. That's gonna do it for this edition of Market fullery The show is mixed by Dan Boyd. I'm Chris Hill. Thanks for listening. We'll see you tomorrow.